Welcome to episode five of Wolverine Weekly. We have a packed house in here. There's six people in here. We have Connor Muldowney from Spartan Avenue. We have Sav from Michigan State Twitter, I guess I should say. Um, Ryan and Jacob are both here from UM versus everyone. And then Justin's here. Uh, you know him as at Peace on Twitter. Um, so Connor and Sav, welcome. How are you guys? Great. Thanks for having us. Doing well. Thank you. Yep, no problem. So, um, and Jacob, you you've abandoned us the last month, so I'm I'm glad to see you back on here. Um, I don't think ab- it counts as abandoning if I come back, unless it's like 18 years or something like that. True, true, true. Connor, I wanted to we'll get we'll get your new podcast plug out of the way right now. What's the deal? Don't you have a new podcast? Yeah, uh, Don Thomas, big Michigan fan. Some might know him. I uh, I used to have a few run-ins with him on Twitter. Uh, we started as moral mortal enemies and now we're podcast partners we started a podcast divided you can find us at at a podcast divided on twitter um there should be i i don't know if the first episode is going to be there's a date that it's going to be released but it should be within the next week where we should be releasing our first episode uh michigan michigan state talk all the time probably a lot of uh debate and heated debate so tune in yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm definitely going to tune into that, even though I'm pretty sure Don Thomas hates me. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, so, Sav, um, we were talking about you in the group chat, in the big Michigan group chat that we have the other day. And um, I'm sure everybody who's listening knows who you are. But somebody classified you as the uh, as the Scott Bell of Michigan State Twitter. I wanted to know if you if you thought that was accurate or not. Uh, I don't I mean. I would say it's not like totally accurate for sure, because I do a lot of shit posting that's just like totally random. And his is more like very uh, calculated and like a little meaner, at least for a time it was. And it's probably it's different now. I haven't really paid attention to his account in a long time, but I know who that who that's coming from. And I, I've gotten under the skin a couple of times with some posts. But I mean, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that that's that accurate, but some of my posts are definitely more like trolling Michigan, but it's not the the percentages are are way different. His is like a high percentages of a high percentage of his posts are trolling specific fan bases and mine are a lot less than that. But at some points, yes, I would agree. Yeah, so I was actually really worried about having you two on because I'm I'm afraid that Scott Bell's never going to come on the pod again as a guest after seeing that that you and Connor are on here. So I'm I'm a little scared of that because he was actually a pretty good podcast Scott guest. Me. Scott follows Scott, who? Scott and I are buddies. Oh, oh yeah. Mm, I don't know. We're yeah, we're, I'm not. I'm not with him. So yeah. <laughs> are, are you? Wait, are you blocked, Sam? I've been blocked for like a year and a half. So oh. I really, yeah. <laughs> I literally and I don't I don't like I have I don't have any burners or anything so like that, that tweet or that people except everyone, one there's one but it's burner. I have one burner but it's like very uh it's it has nothing to do with and there's been zero tweets at Scott or really anybody there's been like I'll tell you later it's pretty funny but <laughs> okay well wait do you have like a because you're kind of like hold on are you so are you anonymous like among, even amongst like all of Michigan State fans or what what's the deal with that yeah, uh, until until like the past month. Yeah. Okay. And so, most people, there's like a select less than ten, I would say. No. Oh. Who, so it's it's definitely very anonymous. So uh, I actually had this thing where since you're anonymous to at least all of us, 
um, I, I told Justin and Ryan and Jacob, we're all going to, we're all going to come up with a name for you. Like, in, in other words, like if I had to guess what your name was, uh, my guess would be Kyle. Am I right? Uh, I won't say you're wrong, but you're, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're, uh, you're not right. Okay. So yeah, for some reason I've, I've read all your tweets. So what I did earlier when I said I was going to do this, I opened up your Twitter account and I just read all your tweets and you totally seem like a Kyle to me. And that's not an insult or a, a or I, praise. I think that is an insult because no, one, I don't know his name. Uh, he's like a YouTuber. He did that Kyle video or Trevor, Trevor, uh, the white claw guy. The yeah. White Claw guy. He did a Kyle <laughs> video, and I think he canceled Kyle the name oh. after well, it. No, like I just I, I don't know. It's a very I first well, I don't know. I, I have a couple. I have a couple. You think Kyle I'm a douche? Friends. You think I'm a douche? That's fine. No, That's you're, basically not, you're, what you just said. you're you're just a Kyle. So, um, Justin, what name did you have for Sav? If you had to guess, I I would peg him as like a Cam or like a Cameron. You know? Oh, ooh. that's a that's a good guess. I, sure. I like uh, I Kyle is something that like crossed my mind too, but like yeah. I don't I don't think Sav is like douchey enough to be Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's that's fair. Uh, All right, Ryan. Yeah, I guess you can. So it's gonna go along with a lot of the C slash K type things, but I was actually thinking Chris, Ooh. which I I don't even know why, but just some of the tweets remind me of a Chris and. I know a lot of Chris's on sports Twitter, so I guess that's my reasoning. All right, Jacob, what are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to go back to like what you said. You read through all his tweets you said. Yeah, right I like scrolled for like – I mean, I, it's okay, kind of I, I like a Okay, I was like, I was like, I was like you know, he has 46.2,000 tweets. I was like, that's concerning. So, <laughs> but uh, as for the name, my guest would be Joshua. I have no evidence – you know what? I actually really like that one too. I, but you, you just seem like a Joshua. I love that one. Yeah, I can see that. I can okay. see that for sure. Well, we, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's hey, another good guess, but maybe, maybe one day we'll find out. So I yeah, had, maybe one day. I had um, a couple. So we have a bunch of Twitter questions for both Connor and Sav, um, but yeah. I had a couple questions that I wanted to ask you guys before we got into those. Um, so this is for Sav or Connor. Either one of you guys can answer. Um, my first question is just, what's it like to land a five star? Because I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, we landed Isaiah Tide. We thought well, we had. Listen, that doesn't count. To keep a five star. What's it like to watch one play? <laughs> I really think away. I mean, what's the? I mean, I, I, it's it's definitely better than not. But it, <laughs> I mean, basketball recruiting is kind of. Like, I don't know it, it because with Beeline, it was like you knew that when he was and even with and with Izzo, it applies too. it's like they had they're so, um, you know, they have such a, a such a plan for, you know, their uh, their system and whatnot and what the type of player that they want, the type of person they want or whatever that like you kind of that mitigates a lot of like the recruiting. Like if they're recruiting lower people, it's usually like, you know, they're um their evaluation, their talent evaluation is good. So it's like, even if they're going lower, a lot of times that they're, they should be higher. Um, but I mean, in general, yeah, it feels good. Like landing people like Max Christie, who've been like a five-star for 
several years and they've been just a dude. It's like, it feels good. Cause you know, like the, the floor is really high with those types of players. Um, so, I mean, it feels good for sure. And like the ceiling is also really high. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Michigan's going to land a couple. State is tough because like everybody, our, our fans are probably some of the most, I don't know, they have, they have the most expectations. They're delusional. Like they expect these guys to come in right away and average like 15 and 10. So <laughs> all these five stars, like, I mean, we got what, three coming in, possibly three in 2021. If not all of them are going to, you know, be averaging 15 and 10. And the yeah. one that doesn't, everybody's gonna be like, oh, he sucks. I don't know how he's a five star. You know, bench him. No, I mean, listen, it's not just the Michigan State fans that are delusional. We see the same stuff on Michigan Twitter as well. Um, so the next question is, I, I have to know if anybody who's uh, listening to this and who's on Twitter and who follows any Michigan State accounts, um, they've seen the name Chad Latz come up. So listen, I'm pretty. I don't get engaged with Michigan Michigan Twitter that or Michigan State Twitter that much. Somebody fill me in. Who the hell is Chad Latz? I'll take this. Uh, he is an enigma for sure. He um, <laughs> is. It's tough to explain. Tough to, to peg him um, because he's really all over the place. But he, you know, he has a heart of gold. I'll say that for sure. He. Um, <laughs> Michigan State fan, tried and true for for ages. He's from the Lansing area. Uh, he's been through a lot in his life. He's been through basically every hardship he could possibly go through, and that's made him a really good man, in my opinion. Uh, and his account, it's you get a little bit of everything. You go on there, you you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, it's definitely not for children. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> And ah, I don't know. He's it's it's tough he's to explain. Treasure. He's well, a treasure. He's my favorite Michigan State account at the moment. Um, oh wow, that's Sam. That's Connor. high praise. Not Connor for sure. Connor's we go. We've had some issues here and there, but um, so and Chad's singing voice is amazing. He, his yeah. singing videos are incredible. Well, I saw the 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 video that he did the other day of didn't he do WAP? He did WAP. Um, oh he probably should have a couple, maybe a word here or there probably should have been left out. But there was there was a word that was uh, <laughs> uh, yeah 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 I heard that. That's been the toughest toughest moment in our relationship for sure. That that moment. <laughs> but did anybody educate him after that? I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but. So, like, is he – but he's not, like, the Michigan State version of Rick, right? Like, we're not we're not saying that. Absolutely not. He's He is a, a progressive – he's <laughs> – I don't know. It's it's, it's he's Rick if he didn't move to Florida. I would, did I would you say. guys see – did you guys see – that was the funniest thing from Twitter last week is that, like, when he made the fan switch to Florida and then everyone started tweeting at him – about how Florida also tweeted Black Lives Matter, he was just complete. He was devastated. He was he he's, was crushed. He blocked like all of Michigan State Twitter. Um, I don't know how exactly he did it. Um, I but feel like blocked, Michigan he, State he Twitter so built him up more than Michigan Twitter did. Yes. The, the main culprits are um, are Richard from you from Michigan mm-hmm. Twitter and yep. then. Uh, Zanjo from MSU Twitter. It's been like yes. two years of them pump, bump, uh, you know, pumping him up, and then, you know, I call him Rickerous 
he flew a little <laughs> too close to the sun. <laughs> he got exactly. a little too much clout, uh, and then did not end so well. Uh, it was it was to the was point where like I'm I'm I got, I'm glad he got he's he's canceled. I I was so done with that account, man. It was it it just it was too much for me. The reason um, that the MSU MSU people pumped him up was because it made Michigan people look bad. That was exactly. the main reason. Yeah. So I mean. The downfall of Rick has been something to see. I don't think there's any, there's been a bigger fall from Grace in the past <laughs> year than Rick. Yeah. It, oh God. People I were mean, paying was... him for videos. They were they were paying him to say yeah. things. And now I... he's he's you know he's isn't Rick. his isn't his cash app something like I'm penis or something like that? <laughs> it's simp penis. Oh it's oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, Even better. Um, all right, next question. This is this was specifically for Sav. Um, is is calls have been made really as annoying as Lucas Whitney made it out to be the other day? Um, I would say it's not the most annoying thing, but it's definitely annoying for sure because it's like, what's going on? Because like it's it's tough to tell with Michigan basketball because the you've offered essentially every five star so you can't really keep up exactly with who is being called and it's yeah. like a little nerve it's a little nerve-wracking you're like what's going on and then you kind of you know make some i was able to make some deductions pretty quickly the first first go around because you're like i'm like okay so i know they're in a group chat with some current players and those current players know people on this specific team and i was like guys it's probably these two people that he's talking about so like but if you can't make any deduction at all um it's it's definitely pretty annoying uh yeah. i'd say well it's it's to the point well it started off again that was a rick thing i'm not sure how many people know that but that was that totally started off as a rick thing um and then we i think it started as just like basically us just making fun of rick because rick would always put michigan on commit watch like every single day and yeah um, <laughs> so it really started off as as in that and then you know once we actually now it's to the point where like if we do actually hear something like, okay, like I'll tweet it out or Justin will tweet it out. And then it's like, well, there'll be a flock of like 20 people who I don't even know who aren't even in the group chat that'll start tweeting it. I'm like, I don't even know what's happening half the time. What's the, the one with potential from Rick that I've seen is the, uh, I think it's like your laughter will soon turn to tears or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or it's some, some rendition of that. I don't know. I think that one has a lot of, a lot of potential for sure. I, my yeah. favorite Rick calls have been made is without a doubt the Cade Cunningham one. Oh my like, God! Like, he like, he like this guaranteed. Man really said calls have been made soon. Um, Cade Cunningham is coming to Michigan or something like that, and oh everyone God. just everyone in the group chats like this dude well, has got to be crazy. The, like, what about the, the one? Thing- the one where he said Harbaugh's done coaching and Josh, it's Josh Gaddis' yeah. team now. Yeah, <laughs> he got a phone call. <laughs> he got a phone call. Five months. He said that in July. He definitely <laughs> said that. Like, I mean, not this July, like 2019. Like, he said that. Um, but yeah, the 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 Kate Cunningham one is funny because he was like, when the first search was going on, he didn't want the uh, Providence coach because he was calling him a cheater because <laughs> he got like three four stars or something like that. And then he was like pumping up Cade Cunningham about calls have been made or whatever. And Cade Cunningham at the time was had a letter of intent to Oklahoma State. So that would be like a humongous 
yeah. recruiting violation. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was, that was funny. By, by the way, speaking of that, can we talk about how lucky we are that we didn't get Ed Cooley? Oh my God, that would have been a fucking disaster. <laughs> I mean, even the even you even the Michigan State fans on here can agree with that. That was. I still don't believe I, that that I, was even real, like a possibility. I'm not buying it. Goodman had a tweet saying that the the number one coach nobody wanted in the Big Ten was Ed Cooley. He said <laughs> Big Ten. If you go back, we could find it. It was pretty. He's a big East Coast guy. He's like an East Coast elitist guy, and he's like pretty into Ed Cooley. But was that the one yeah. that was like mit, uh, I swear, didn't it say something about like how the Michigan or the uh, the Big Ten fans would be like scared if Michigan landed yeah. Ed Cooley or something like that? Yeah, it was it was along those lines. It was like either Big Ten coaches or Big Ten. It's like he's like uh, Howard is the leader for the, at the moment or something <laughs> like that. But then he was like, but the real ones know that Ed Cooley is like. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I kind of want Ed Cooley, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Just because no, that at the time, been. like, Jawan was like, you don't really know. Like, I'd rather have, like, a certified mid-coach go than, like, somebody that you had no idea. Like, that's kind of where I was coming from. But Yeah, so um, we'll, we're going to get into, like, just Big Ten basketball here for a second. Um, I just want to go around the table, and I want everyone to just pick who you have winning the Big Ten in basketball this year. Someone's dog is going nuts right now. I'm going to go beat her up real quick. <laughs> so Oop. go around the table. We're gonna we're just going to say who, who we think is going to win the Big Ten in, in basketball this year, and um, we'll talk about that for a minute. So, Justin, we'll just start off with you. Uh, I uh, unfortunately think it's going to be Illinois. Um, I uh, I think Brett Underwood is actually like a, a really good coach, and, you know, you have uh, Coburn and Io returning, and uh, with – uh, I think they also, you know, have a lot of other really good guys returning too. So I think with the core that they they have, uh, I expect them to be the favorites and probably win the Big Ten narrowly. Um, we'll, we'll go Sav and then Connor. Um, okay, so I actually I have Wisconsin winning, um, just because they're reigning Big Ten champions and returned like most of their pieces that won. And I know there's like some people that you know, we'll disagree with kind of how they want it. Um, but at the end of the day, they still went on a massive tear at the end, um, right after that guy left their program and, uh, was it, uh, Kobe or what? Yeah. um, Yeah. Kobe King left, but, uh, I, I would put, but I would put Wisconsin and Illinois in a tier by themselves. That's what I would do. That's what I do. But I just think Wisconsin shooting uh, is significantly better than Illinois. And I think that will help them out a little bit longer or in the in the long run, um, even though Illinois or Illinois, they're, uh, you know, they have their best two players returning. And they also have Adam Miller coming in. Who knows what exactly he'll be able to do. So that's another big piece for them. But I have Wisconsin winning. I was going to say Wisconsin, too. Uh Iowa is going to be like a really popular pick just because of Garza, but I just, I mean, McCaffrey is just, you know, he's, he's so, he's who he is. So I I don't think Iowa's ever going to win a a big 10 title while he's there just because their defense is always such a joke when their offense is scoring a hundred points a game. They're giving up 99. Their Um, ceiling is really high. Their ceiling is probably the highest. I would say buddy. Yeah. But Wisconsin, I mean, they won it last year. They're basically returning everybody. Um, Illinois, they're scary, but I just think that Wisconsin might have a little more structure 
I don't know if that makes any sense. They just yeah. seem like they, they seem like more of a well-oiled machine while Illinois kind of plays out of control all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Michigan and Michigan State are going to be, you know, top five again. Uh, but I'd say Wisconsin and then Illinois and then, you know, one of the next three is Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. All right. Uh, Jacob and then Ryan. All right. Um, I'm just going to say it's going to be a tie because that happens a lot in the Big Ten. I mean, it was a three-way tie last year. Uh, I'm just going to say Wisconsin because they annoy me. And so, of course, they're going to win. And then Michigan State also ties for first because they've won a lot of three straight years. And I'm also not allowed to have nice things as a sports fan. <laughs> That's my pick. Going with my gut. So I like that pick. I'm going to go ahead and agree with Justin on this one. I'm going to go ahead and say that Illinois is probably going to win. I just like that they have Coburn and Iowa back, and that's just going to be such a matchup nightmare for other teams. Like, these are two people that are definitely first-round talents, and to just throw them out there and have them, like, play, play like, with a good supporting cast like Adam Miller, I just think that that's going to be what wins them games, honestly. I just like their, their big tandem. So my pick is Wisconsin. I'm I'm actually going through the roster right now, and it makes me laugh how many like I have no idea how like Nate Nate Reavers and Brad <laughs> Davidson are still on the team. Like I, I mean these guys, I mean th- this is this is ridiculous how long they've been there. But um, they literally <laughs> they literally lost nobody from last year. Um, Micah Potter is gonna be an animal this year. Um, and then when it comes down to like them in Illinois. Um, I just trust Greg Gard a little bit more. Um, I've never been a Brad Underwood fan. I don't know why. Um, I think that I don't like his deep. Well, he's changed his defensive style a little bit as he's gotten in the Big Ten. They don't play as crazy. Um, but I, I just I think that they can play out of control. They can play a little bit too fast. And then Wisconsin just gets in those grinded out games. Um, so I, I, I like them. Uh, Michigan State obviously have the best coach in the Big Ten. Um, not even close. So if they can, you know, it, it it's it's not always about talent. It's about how the team comes together um, towards the end of the season. So Michigan State can definitely be a factor as well. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be it'll be it, it'll be interesting that that the three time reigning Big Ten champions probably aren't going to go into this season as as the favorites. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, so we have a bunch of Twitter questions that we're going to do. And then we're going to do like a, this draft at the end of the podcast that we'll talk about. But uh, we have like nine questions. So we're going to uh, power through these real quick. Um, this is from um, Mel Tucker Quarter Zip Fan Club. I think he's a Michigan State <laughs> fan. I don't know. You guys probably know him more than I do. Easy guess. Yeah. So um, he says, why do you think Michigan State and Michigan Twitter is somewhat respectful when it comes to basketball, but becomes an absolute gore scene for football? Um, Sav, what do you think? Yeah, I saw that, and I I wasn't quite sure if I agreed with just even what he said. Because, I was the same thing. yeah. Because for a while, so I would have agreed with that before beeline got to michigan and there's beeline did nothing like himself to you know put any fuel to you know put any fire on anything but it was michigan for a while and actually michigan state football at the time it was kind of michigan state football and michigan basketball were bad for a while and then they both kind of blew up 
um, at the same exact time. So it was interesting. But I just think that Michigan fans hate Izzo more than they've hated any other coach, really. Um, and then Michigan State didn't really like, you know, they didn't really like that Michigan got, you know, good at basketball. Um, and I just think that, you know, especially in 2018, it was like the most toxic it's ever been. And that was way more basketball <laughs> because of certain things going on. And also the fact that Michigan State had all the hype and Michigan got the better, you know, at the end of the day, they had the better results at the end. And it was like just a total shit show in my opinion. And I, <laughs> I thought that it was most toxic on the basketball side just because of that. But um, so I guess I get I'll disagree with the the question itself. Um, and I don't know. I just think that football. It definitely can get toxic, but I just I've seen worse stuff on the basketball side, in my opinion. Yeah, I, think I guess when we'll, we'll go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if Connor had anything to add to that, oh, gotcha. but yeah, you. And from his perspective, yeah. from Michigan State. I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think that it's like a bloodbath on both sides. Um, like you said, Michigan State fans didn't like that Michigan got good at basketball. And I think state fans are very uh, impatient when they're dealing with Michigan basketball Twitter, just because, you know, <laughs> all the time, the only comeback like that you see most of the time is, oh, you, you just became a fan like five years ago. You don't know what you're talking about. 2013. Which, yeah, like the 2013, you just became a fan thing. That was, I mean, that's like Michigan for Michigan State football Twitter. Like, the, there's like memes everywhere about it. Like fans, oh, you became a fan in 09. Like, all right, yeah, and, sure. And then that, also with with football, like, it's a weird thing where rarely are both teams respectable in the same year. Like, rarely are they both like pretty. I mean, maybe not respectable, but like both competing for the same thing. It's like really only one year that's happened. And like in basketball, a lot of times uh, you've seen at least like four times, probably I would just say off the top of my head where it's been like either could win the big 10 and it's just gotten a little toxic in my opinion, just because of that versus football. It's maybe one time either could win the division. uh, And then sometimes they're just really bad and the other one's good. Um, yes. Yeah. So I will I'll I'll somewhat disagree with the question, too. Um, but I will say this. I think with with basketball, like there's at least a lot of mutual respect. And I think that's why even though when both teams can be really good, there's still some you know toxic behavior um, at the end of the day, when it comes to basketball, at least the last you know decade or so, um, there's at least been a, a ton of mutual respect. And I don't think there is in football. Like, um, you know, when Michigan was going through their down years and then Michigan state, you know what they're in now, I just feel like there's no, like, I don't know. I, 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 I guess that's where I see the question. Like yeah. there is some more toxic, you know, especially when, when teams are down and they really haven't been down in basketball lately. I was like, I can somewhat agree with the question. I would definitely say it's more toxic on the football side of things. Part of it is that there's, like, I think, like, Michigan fans, I would kind of say, are more arrogant than MSU fans in a sense. But, like, and we care more about football as Michigan fans compared to MSU fans because we have – and we have the bragging rights over MSU on football right now because, you know, we've won three of the last four meetings. We won the last one by 34. I mean, it's just logical there. Yeah, I know we haven't been in Indianapolis. But either way, that's just true. 
basketball wise, it's not so much. So we have to kind of have a different tone. I mean, yeah, Michigan won the last meeting, but MSU got a share of the Big Ten title. They've won it three straight years. So, you know, we got to, you got to tread, you got to tread lightly a bit more. So, yeah, like you all made some good points. It comes down to mutual respect with the programs. But I would also just say that we, Michigan fans are just a little more arrogant and we have to, we kind of have to like, we pick our battles a bit. Yeah, I think, um, I think right now the way it stands, basketball is definitely a lot more of a toxic rivalry, especially because like, uh, as like all of you said before, the they've been really, really good in uh, recent years. I do think that like the peak of uh, the toxicness was exactly what Sav said uh, in 2018 when you had basketball because like Michigan had a ton of uh, big expectations in football. Michigan State had a ton of big expectations in, in basketball. And then uh, Michigan ended up having the better results in basketball. And then uh, I think going into um, like the week before the football ball meeting, I think was probably the most toxic that I'd ever seen rivalry in like the week after to two, because uh, I think Michigan State had just come off of upsetting Penn State in Happy Valley and uh Harbaugh had yet to slay the dragon of like beating a team that was ranked on the road and Michigan State was ranked at the time. And also uh, D'Antonio had rattled off like I think 10 straight wins against Michigan against the, the spread. So I think uh, because of uh, what the expectations are placed on Harbaugh along with like the things that had differed in basketball season with regards to expectations, I think that was like the pinnacle of the toxicness of the rivalry. Yeah, I agree with that. There, I have one more thing to add about the basketball side was um, that the mutual respect from – so when Michigan was bad and Michigan State was good, it seemed like there were Michigan fans. At least I knew a ton of Michigan fans growing up, all my friends were Michigan fans. It was like more mutual respect toward Michigan State just because it was like they were good and Michigan was kind of like either – you know, they're kind of like an NIT kind of team for a while under Amaker and then in the first couple of years of Beeline. And then Beeline got good, and then there was respect from Michigan State towards Michigan for Beeline as a coach. And that definitely carried through. But then, like, right when Michigan started getting, like, you know, nationally good, like top 10 level good, a lot of fans just kind of, you know, went back to, like, the toxic kind of, like, I hate, like, we're going to hate Michigan State. Like, there's not going to be as much respect. And then it was kind of like, at least from that was my experience. And I was like, well, I definitely don't hate Michigan, but like now I'm not going to like, if you're going to be a dick, I'm not going to like respect. I'm not going to go out of my way to be a dick about Michigan, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way to say anything nice. That was my experience. It's different for other people, but that was just like my experience as a fan with most of my friends being Michigan fans. It was at one point it was really respectful. And then it just kind of went to not being respectful. As so, yeah, so uh, this is going to kind of go off topic here, but Sav, your Twitter account, like going back a couple years, like it wasn't Michigan State focused, right? Like it was, just, it was like, yeah. wasn't it like, like Big Ten Savant or whatever? Yeah, it was like Michigan. It was like, it started out like more like random Big Ten stuff. And then it was like, then the reason why I kind of went back was because it was like, it just got, it was really toxic. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to like step in here. <laughs> or something. Yeah, so. I can't. 
where I'm going with this is because I've I grew up in Ohio. I've lived in Ohio most of my life. And so I don't really get like that firsthand Michigan, Michigan State rivalry. Um, but as I've been on Twitter over the last couple of years, I'm like shocked at how many people like are both Michigan and Michigan State fans or they like don't have a preference, but they like watch both teams. Like I always thought that like you were one or the other, but then I've, I've just been shocked at like how many people are like both. And I, I'm not going to like name names, but like I've, I've come across a lot of people on Twitter and it just, it surprised me. I think um, that you guys know that hot take empire account. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like he, I'm pretty sure that he like was kind of like known as a Michigan fan for like the longest time until like two months ago. And then like now he's yeah. like Michigan state. He went I'm, – I'm like – my understanding is he was a Michigan fan growing up, and then he went to MSU. Oh. That's my understanding of the situation. So he's very partial to both sides, uh, and I'm going to guess – I don't know. He's kind of like – it's a weird nebulous with him. You don't really know exactly what he's – where he's leaning, but that's my understanding of it. I don't know exactly where he leans as a fan. I really but don't that's But that's how that – situation arose that's what because i know he went to msu and i'm pretty sure he was a michigan fan before it so interesting so speaking of him this next question actually comes from him and if if you got if anybody doesn't want to answer it or they're not prepared just you know don't answer it he said which college football fan base has the hardest life as a fan um i'll start that one off so i have like two thoughts here like my natural thought is to just say michigan because like going into every single season like i'm convinced we're gonna win the national title and like it's so stupid and i know it's ridiculous but like how much hype we have every single year and like i'm like the most optimistic fan ever so like i just get crushed every single year so uh and plus not beating your rival for you know one time in the last however many years doesn't help that either uh but my second answer would be i'm always shocked that like uh, smaller schools have like I came across the Boise State football fan page once and like I didn't realize that Boise State had fans so um, <laughs> like I guess my second answer would be like just random schools like like Utah or like Boise State who like I don't know like what's it like being a fan like you don't really have any like national expectations every year so I feel like that would be terrible but those are my two answers so anybody else feel free to go all right. Um. Like you could. Like I honestly feel like being in a Michigan fan. Like you're. It's just. Like I feel like being good but not good enough is just the worst feeling ever. And that's Michigan. Like they always consistently put out a, a good team, but it's just never good enough for me. So and that's what hurts because you know they go, hey, we're going into Ohio State. We're ten and one. We're two wins away from the college football playoff, and you lose. So and then. No, the rest of the season didn't matter at all, and it just sucks. So I feel like you could definitely make a case for Michigan, also because we got crapped on by every other college football fan base for True. being Michigan. But like maybe just being a fan base of like some crappy Group of Five team would be the worst. Like yeah, I don't that know, would Akron, they went winless, right? Like, <laughs> but like you gotta have you gotta be an OSU fan too if you're if you're cheering for Akron. Yeah, but, like, yeah you gotta have a point. Like, no, they're just LeBron fans. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> those schools have like fan bases too. like for real. Like I mean, oh, yeah. who are like diehard Akron fans? Every like oh, I can't even imagine how miserable not. that would be. Just I know grass. of one diehard Western fan, Western Michigan. 
uh, and that's like who they cheer for. And that is by far like the exception. It's like you, you if you go to like, mid-major people, unless they're like a good mid-major, like maybe in basketball, if you're like a Gonzaga fan, you're probably just a Gonzaga fan. But uh, but yeah, I I think that the mid-major route. If you do that, you know, all power so, to you. I just don't, I don't I don't think that it's a thing though. So. I'm going to actually differ a little bit there. So my mom actually went to Western Michigan and during their run where they ended up playing, where they ended up being ranked for like the first time in 20 years or something like that under PJ Fleck. And they went to play Wisconsin in the bowl game. Um, my mom and like a bunch of her friends were like really hyped. And that's why she went to go see the game. Cause so like there are these fans, but it's like, they don't really expect much, I don't think. So that's why you don't really hear hear much about it until it does happen. And also, I just wanted to point out or say, because I know that this, this sounds really weird, and to me it's extremely odd because I, like, I'm a Michigan fan first and foremost, and I don't really like any team as much as Michigan. But there are these fans from, like, the Philadelphia area, which I, I, I learned very recently, that root for Penn State for football and um, Villanova for basketball, which I found to be... Like, I was like, how is that not bandwagoning? But Because Penn State sucks at basketball. It is bandwagoning. But apparently it is, like, a, a thing, because I know several people that are like that, and so it's just puzzling to me. I, uh, I, I do know that because um, recently I had a, a take on Twitter um, where it's totally factual, <clears throat> but I said that Jay Wright flames out in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> A lot. (laughs) A lot of Penn State Villanova fans came at me. And I'll just like to plug a little factoid I found uh, with uh, Dr. Sparty or whatever. Uh, Some people go at him. He's he's had some some pieces that were interesting for sure, but he had a lot of data. And I, I asked him a question and he found it for me. But there have been 31 coaches to be a one or a two seed in the NCAA tournament, like three times. So three times they've been one or two seed, 31 different coaches and only four make it out or only four don't make it out of the first weekend more than they uh, make it out. And Jay Wright is one of them. He's been a four, a one or two seed uh, seven times. And he's only made it out of the first weekend three times in those scenarios. So, I mean, you want to title two of the three times he made it out. Yeah, but right? like, so, here's so. where here's where I'm at. Like, wouldn't you trade all of that for two natties though? Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah no, that's just, fine. I was just saying that, like, if, if yeah. 76ers fans want Jay Wright, like, and they're doing it because they flamed out in the playoffs, and like, yeah. hey, Jay Wright has done that more than most other coaches that are good. I blew through the Ohio Bobcats five times over again if it meant we got another national champion. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, but I get it. I, Both, Sam, things I get be true. Both things can be true. He can be a top one coach in the country, and he can also be a total flameout. And- Sam made that point for a reason, though. Like we're, We hear the narrative that Izzo is terrible in the tournament or he chokes in the tournament. Like, that's been the theme on Twitter for the past five years because he's made what one, two final fours in the past five years. Yeah. Like if yeah. that's choking in the tournament, like let's look at the, these other coaches who, you know, have final fours and national championships who choke, you know, lose in the first weekend on occasion. Like, it's just such a stupid argument. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, just, it was it. Yeah, the point was like, you know, he he is a phenomenal coach. It was just mainly like he, if he's the best coach. I mean, he in my opinion, he's top three. I don't know if I'd say he's top mm-hmm. one. I think Coach K is the best. I know some people disagree, but uh, I mean, he made it out of the first weekend twice in the past 10 years. That's like yeah. not that good. That, yes, the two national championships happened, but just like on a it's a very volatile situation with them and that was what my point was it's just a volatile thing with them it's easy, even easy if to the forget about all the that best. yeah i'm just saying like the heights are the best yeah. and what he did with the two out of three is like only a couple people have done that on the flip side only a couple people have flamed out like he has so it's like that was it but i just wanted to clear clear that up but yeah the, if, the penn state people were after me for that one <laughs> if it is a one national championship last year and let's say he you know lost in the first or second round the previous five years no one would say anything not one person would say anything yeah and that's like kind yeah. of the point it's made like it's such I a think, stupid narrative yeah i think where like that narrative comes is because like uh like even though it's like in you know this is a stupid narrative the fact that like people call is like mr march in the january february where he is and that like he attracts more of that off on himself even though it's like is unfair it's kind of like you know like people call harbaugh the qb with whisper and when like ever like uh michigan quarterback performs performance poorly like throws in an, an interception like people get dumped on uh people like dump on, on harbaugh more so i think it's just one of those things where like even though uh like because the the media has kind of opened the door to needlessly attack coach it's over exaggerated yeah like, it, it's both ways yeah, and it was he went on a run that there was three the, the 16, 17, 18 more so 16 and 18 because 17 wasn't that good. It was like the expectations were to be good or win it, um, especially in 16. And then you know you lose in the first weekend or first round like in pretty embarrassing fashion. But if you look at like other coaches, they've had similar runs uh, mm-hmm. like that. Like Jay Wright, I just said, didn't make it out of the first weekend eight times in one decade. And he's considered like the best coach by a lot of people. But like Izzo, it's like, oh, he's like a total. Now he's the flame out after going like, you know, probably like 17 years of either meeting expectations or exceeding them in the postseason versus those two years where he, you know, far, um, you know, he, you know, he failed. So then it was like, and it's just recency bias, but I don't know. I don't mean, exactly what the point was there, but it's like, happened to Kenny. It's happened to Roy. It's happened to Jay, right? Like it's literally happened to every, like, I mean, coach that's like for Tony Bennett, like they yeah. lost to UMBC by 20. Like, you know, like everyone was dunking on Virginia for a whole year after that. But then next year they come back, won the title with a little bit of help from the refs because, you know, the guy double dribbled, but they didn't call it. But they did win it, technically. So, but like, it just, you know, it's March Madness. People get upset. That's the whole, that's the great part about it. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, I mean, remember when UConn and Kentucky was the national championship game? It was a seven versus eight seed. Like, that was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. It was a pretty crappy title game. The worst. That was I did have Kentucky. I had Kentucky in that title game. I will say that. Um, no but that's way. Only because they, but that's only because they're uh, they were the preseason number one, and their talent was better than everybody else's. And they were like they had just got started getting good. And I was like, I, I really like their their lineup. Um, yeah, Bolden had them beating Wichita State. I mean, they did do that, but I, I think that year I had like Flor- Florida, Michigan, Michigan State, and Arizona. All going to the final. That's pretty close to happening. And then, and then, like, they all made it to the Elite Eight, and I think they all missed the Final Four. 
Florida made it. They lost to UConn, but yeah, uh, Wisconsin beat Arizona. I'm terrible at picking the national champion. <laughs> I've only ever gotten it right once, I think. Duke won it. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I think I had Villanova. I had Villanova a few years ago when we did like a a baseball team money pool type thing, and I remember I won that be- only because I picked Villanova, and I also picked I forgot who it was. I forgot who. I forgot yeah, Michigan. Who was the runner up that year? Like North Carolina. Michigan. If it wasn't the Michigan, yeah. year. Michigan, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. oh, I lost pizza because I think of it was North Carolina. I remember this. Like but my I my class. Them both correctly, I believe, and I was just like, wow. I lost pizza because of Chris Jenkins. So I'll tell you, it's a quick story. Like okay. my my class, like we just drew two teams from a hat, and if the, the team you drew won the tournament, you got pizza. I I drew UNC and like some like I think I drew like Tulsa, who Michigan beat, I think in like the first four. So I was like, okay, yeah. but at UNC they're a one seed, they could actually do this. And I'm like, I'm like all excited watching the game because UNC might win this thing. Thing, you know, I was like, Paige hit that weird shot. So the thing, you know, Chris Jenkins cost me some pizza, so I don't like Chris Jenkins. <laughs> that's, that's tragic. Jacob. The the last five minutes <laughs> of that NCAA tournament were. The only five minutes I watched after <laughs> the Middle Tennessee game, I was in the darkest spot as a fan <laughs> ever. And like, I can't, some people were like, oh, the Syracuse game was worse. I'm like, they're playing Kansas. If they were, if they were to have won the national title that year, they would have had to have beaten. If they beat Syracuse, they had to beat Kansas. Oh, sorry, they would have had to beat Duke, then Kansas, then Nova, then Michigan. I'm like, I'm more than okay with how, even though it sucked, I'm like, I was to come to terms with it pretty quickly. But like the 2016, it was like, it was, I think Syracuse made the final four from their brat, from their region. And like, they were shooting like 50% from three, like that year, like, or like 46% or something in Big Ten play. It was bad. It was, it was really bad. But that was a good, that was a good game. That, that whole uh, tour game. 2016 was crazy because I remember there was one I want I want to say there was it was maybe like Northern Iowa game they, they were in a game in a half court shot yeah and then, there, the, then they the 12 point blow our blue yeah. our they blew the game or whatever I remember I was watching that game in like a Starbucks and then <laughs> uh, I saw that they were they were up. And then I was just like, okay, this game's over. And I just closed my my laptop top and left. And then when I got and like sat down in my, my, my apartment, I, I saw that they won. I was like, how is that possible? Yeah, crazy. That happened to me with uh, Kansas and Michigan in 2013. Because <laughs> they were down by 10 or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yes. I remember I was, was the I was, second I was, darkest time as a fan. I was <laughs> watching that run. That was, I was horrible. That was so bad as a fan watching that. I was working at Kroger during that time. And I was, I was a cashier. And, um... I like missed the entire first half and I like got home with like, I like 10 minutes left to go in the game. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. I'm, I'm just glad I caught the end of that game. I was, I was so pissed. I remember that because I was trying to keep track of my phone um, at work. God, that Kansas game was awesome. All right. We spent like a solid <laughs> yeah, sorry about, sorry about that. Okay, We're going two hours on Max. <laughs> we're, we're the, vibes are on. Good, the, the vibes are good. It's all matters. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this question is from, <laughs> The official Jace Howard fan club. That's who asked this question. Um, said, oh, this one's for Sav. What inspired your love for biking? Yeah, so I swam uh, for most of my life uh, from 
seven to 22. Um, and I, it's a very low impact sport. Um, and I knew that cycling is also low impact. I like, I hate running and I just like doing cardio. Uh, and it's just fun. Like you go out, ride your bike, you go explore new places. Uh, but that's what, that's what inspired it was just a low impact sport that I could, that was new. Uh, and I can get better at versus, you know, the old stuff. Like I know I can't, I will never be able to get better at swimming and I hate running. I like cardio, so go get a bike. That's that's kind of the, what happened, yeah. How much does your bike cost? It. I got it for uh, $600. That's good. So. I mean, is that that seems like a lot. Is that not a lot? <laughs> no. I mean, for a bike, like you can, like if you're going to go out and you want to buy a brand new road bike to start, it will be at least 700 So it was less than a. And it's way – the bike I got was way better than uh, – like on, on Craigslist, it was way better than, um, you know, an entry-level bike that I could have bought brand new. So. And you said that there's a $10,000 bike? Or what oh, is yeah, that, the, bikes, that one bike? the, the bikes that, like, you will watch in the Tour de France, which I know that everybody's watching. Um, <laughs> those bikes are all, like – those bikes are all at least 8000 to, like, $15,000. That's insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. This is also for Sav. Um, this is from our guy, Butch. He uh, wanted to know, would you rather wear shorts every day for two months or eat one six-inch Subway sandwich? <laughs> I would probably go with these the sub just because I know uh, how to self-induce. Does, that, um, <laughs> does, does does your answer change if if we uh, change that to a, a foot long? It would still probably be a foot long because the uh, like shorts and me is just not happening. I'm sorry, uh, my it just it doesn't work. It's just this, and people know I have extremely veiny legs, and it's a gross. little off. It was a little off putting for some people I know. They're a little too veiny. <laughs> Hold uh, up. That that picture, I I thought for the longest time that was fake. No, those no, are, that's real. Those are my real legs and veins and my calves. Uh, interesting. I'm like the veiniest person you'll ever meet. One of them for sure. Um, it's like it's like everywhere, anti- everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so it would definitely be the, the subway. Sam, there, um, there, there are children on the podcast right now. Come on. It's a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next question. Uh, so this is for, so this is for Connor and Sav both, and then we'll all answer too. Um, this is from Wolverine Country. Uh, what is your least favorite Michigan Twitter account? Oh, man. Connor. Oh, man. That that's tough. We, I mean, we we have our least favorites that we like talk about and troll all the time. Oh no! Hey, feel free to uh, dude. We don't <laughs> name them. <laughs> you, I mean, I don't. I don't mind naming as you want. I, I, don't, I don't mind naming. Um, I mean, devotee is just like a fan favorite, hated you know Twitter account. Um, but he's also like kind of loved. Though. He is. Like, he's, he's, he's loved, hated. Way. We love yeah. hate the heck out of him. Yeah, it's like he he does Except, things that are so. Oh, we hate him. He's canceled, by the way. Was he the one that you guys did the somebody did the Wendy's breakfast thing too? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the sponge sponge guy. Sponge was messaging him and 
he did a what was it like a it was a Wendy's was it a balls joke or something I can't remember but then he was like something wait like but that. Wendy's has breakfast and that was like <laughs> the takeaway yeah the takeaway was <laughs> Wendy's has breakfast so I'll do a couple different ones based on like the the John U.M. one is the least favorite just because what he brings to the table to me there's nothing good and um, he's the, the the grimace the grimace account. Uh, but he ruined grimace. He ruined. But him. I'll say somebody that like is liked that I don't like because I think that there are a lot of accounts accounts that Michigan fans will also not like just because it's like they're just. 30 follower trolls. Maybe yeah. they don't say good stuff or whatever. They don't bring a lot of fun to the table. My least favorite that is also liked by other people would be the, the Nezzy guy just because of the, the Kyle Arns tweets. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, and that's mostly it. So what, end. what are the Kyle Arns tweets? So he has a year long bit about Kyle Arns ankle, uh, the big 10 tournament thing where he basically just does not like that that happens where he got carried off the court. Okay. Yep. So he does not like that. And he's had many, at least like 10, maybe, maybe that's too many. So hold up. What what doesn't he like? Like the fact that it was only like a sprain or like, did he he think it was exaggerated? Yeah. It was like exaggerated as a sprain. But he got cleared in September to continue mm-hmm. playing basketball. So it wasn't like – I think some people were like thought he started playing again, which is not true. He didn't yeah. get cleared until like along with Langford until September. Like he missed all the summer workouts with that same injury because it looked way worse than like it ended up sounding sure. like. Yeah. But it looked yeah. exactly like what happened with like Karis almost yes. in that mm-hmm. earlier in that year. Yeah. It was like – it was like people stopped wanting to watch the replays of it. Um, but anyway, that's that, that would be my uh, edgier pick of at least like, because I know, I don't know, maybe he tunes in. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't. But yeah, I knows. mean, so maybe he does. <laughs> maybe um, I'm, I actually just checked. I don't even follow him. So he follows me, but I don't follow him. So I, uh, I, I mean, I see his tweets all the time. Got to keep that ratio up, dude. You have a really good ratio. I'll say I'm that. Not wor- I'm, I'm not worried about my ratio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max of Hollywood. So- yeah, oh, Hollywood guy GMB. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Yeah, GMB corner. Um, yeah. So <laughs> all the Michigan fans that are on here right now, let's just say I'll start by our our least favorite Michigan State account. Um, I have I do a really 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 good job of like like tuning out like the trolls. I I I don't try, I try not to engage very often. Um, I'll tell you, you what love, though. You love Couch Burner though. You love. Well, no, well, hey, we'll we'll get to him. Hold on, we'll get to him. <laughs> um, I would say that there was a period like last year where I like despised Lucas Whitney, like just <laughs> yeah. fucking despised him. But he's gotten a lot better. Um, and I I follow him. I I normally like his stuff, but like he would go out of his way to troll me and. Like I was like, no, nah, I'm not. I don't. I don't mess with that. So, uh, but he's definitely not. But he, at one point he was. Uh, same thing with Jordan. Um, Jesus, man, he is. He can be as toxic as anybody on the app sometimes. No filter. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a. 
I don't want to say he's my least favorite because like he also has moments where I was like, oh, he's pretty cool. Um, but I would say those two, I'll answer it kind of in like a, a cop out way. At one point, those two were both, you know, probably number one on my list, but they aren't anymore. So I'll, I'll keep my answer like that. Justin, do you have anybody in mind? Yeah, I am. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a little cheap to say that one. Like, what's the the MSU sports guy that like every time like a Michigan account oh. talks about uh, like a recruit, they say, well, at least like you like he's not a, you can get him because he's not a five star. I think I he, just pulled up his account. Hold on, let oh, me it's try like to MSU find MSU Network or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like I don't he even, has like thirty followers, yeah. so I yeah. feel like he doesn't. I yeah, don't know. I think he counts. And uh, I think he's like twelve years old as well. I think he's a uh, he's a. Uh, little kid IG guy from my yes. understanding. Yeah. Um, that, that would make sense. I, and also I think, uh, I, I really don't like what Dr. Sparty, like his, like the guy that writes for the, uh, sports illustrated. Yep. Right. He, he had like, he has some wacky articles and yeah, like he had some stuff where I just, I, I couldn't get on board with it, but he, uh, you know, you're always gonna be more partial to like people on your side of the table. But, um, like I just said, he he helped me out with that one thing, but like I totally, I get that because he's had some articles where I'm like, yeah, this is not gonna end well. This is not gonna end well for sure. <laughs> the general yeah, in Michigan is like the UNC uh, academic fraud scandal. Just... Doesn't Doctor is Doctor Sparty the one that sends like the copy paste that's kind of condescending if he doesn't agree with you? Like he has like he, he began doing that recently. I think that yeah. that's a new thing he started doing. Hold on. What's his at? Does anybody have his at or his handle? No. I, I just want to know. All right, fair enough. I'll do it later. Um, Ryan, do you have anybody that you can't stand um, on Michigan State Twitter? So I'm gonna go ahead and say that it used to be Jordan, but because like. <laughs> the few times I saw him on my timeline was him saying stuff that was like a little bit too edgy for me. Like I've seen edgy stuff on, cause I had a brief stint on NBA Twitter or whatever it's called, but it oh, was, just, it was just, it was beyond that. And I was like, this guy is, I don't want to say odd, but just, just like not, it's, it's not right. I, but I've kind of warmed up to him a little bit cause he's gotten a lot better recently, but he's, he used to be it, but it's not anymore. Now it's probably honestly, I, I'm the type of person that if I am going to fight with you, I want you to do it, like, to my face. But, like, I don't know. His, I think his name is Luke Dianus or something like that. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> he goes ahead and just blocks everyone right away. Like, he was, um, yeah, what's the remember, deal with him? So, if you guys remember this, but uh, when Scott had his uh, ban from Twitter, everybody blamed Luke because mm-hmm. he had just gotten in a fight with Luke. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't follow him. Um, I know, I don't know. I don't kind of, what's your opinion of him? I don't really have. He used to be a lot more like he would just go out of his way to try to, you know, denounce Michigan and say how Michigan state's so great. Like he used to be like very prominent in that, like he would comment on all this Michigan stuff. Um, I think he's kind of cooled down a little bit. I don't follow him either. Uh, at least not on my personal account, but. I think he's toned down quite a bit from where he used to be. Yeah. The reason why I don't follow him is because he, I hope he's not listening. And if he is, you know, you did this, you you know, you did this, Luke, you did this, Luke. (laughs) uh, 
he followed me and then I followed him back and then immediately after he unfollowed Oof, me. And if you go look, if you go look one at of those account, guys, it's like 80 followers, 400 followers, or 80 following, 400 follower kind of things. I'm like, dude, come on. I don't know. I just didn't really like that. But I'll see him peripherally or peripherally from like he'll have a tweet here or there that it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's okay. That's pretty good. But like, I'm not following him enough to like know everything he's saying. Um, but he, I don't know. The Tillman tweet was not, he had a Tillman tweet recently that I think sparked the Dickie V tweet. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> because he I tweeted actually, that. I actually meant to ask you guys about that. What is the deal with Dickie V just giving these Spartan Avenue shout outs? <laughs> I, <love laughs> like, I, I need to know. I don't know what I did, but thanks Dickie. He's Connor's uncle. He's Connor's uncle. Yeah, we're related. <laughs> no, I'd be very sad if that was true. <laughs> I, he responded to me because he, he said something. It was like, Reese was like, I can't remember the, exactly how it started out, but he's like, oh, some of Michigan State. Or he, it was about Michigan State recruiting. He's like, Michigan State's rec- recruiting is, is, you know, they're doing really well. It reminds me of at Jawan Howard, at Chris Weber, at uh, uh, at Jalen Rose in the Fab Five in Michigan. I'm like, dude, I was like, please stop tweeting about Michigan State and Michigan basketball. <laughs> Quickest way stop. to lose respect yeah. for Michigan State fans. Yeah, yeah I'm like, dude, you, you tweeted about Michigan State basketball in three quarters of the body was about Michigan basketball. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. And you just had the Tillman thing last week, which sparked an NBA team to call him. Which is like a good thing. That's that up, that's a good thing for him. But at the same time, it's like, dude, what are we what are we doing, Dicky? Like, you're just uh, <laughs> let's talk. It's Dickie. tampering, but it's not. It's like not tampering on purpose. But it's I kind of, of borderline doing that. Yeah, I uh, I thought Michigan State Twitter was gonna kind of like come at him harder um, after. Well, it's- yeah, because it like, ended up being a positive thing. It's like, oh, an NBA team like told him so it was like a positive thing. But as a fan, sure. it also was kind of like you you do want him to come back just because you yeah. that's what you care about more is that team. Of course. And but then like but then you're also happy that they're they do whatever they end up doing. Um, yeah. So it's like it's kind of back and forth, but it's, it's also just hilarious because you're like, it doesn't help when you already don't like the guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Jacob, I think you're the only one who has an answer. Do you have any Michigan State um, accounts you don't um, like? I guess no one's brought up Ellen yet. Oh, God. He was literally one of my first followers when I created the account. That's not a good thing. Fall 20 (laughs) I know that now. I don't don't block many people. Most of the people he follows are Michigan accounts that he wants to troll. I actually want to talk about him too because he was one of the very first michigan state accounts that i blocked and i really try not to block people unless like they give me a reason to but like yeah evidently like i think everybody kind of thought that he was like i don't know this just like old troll but i think somebody was dming him that was in our group chat and i guess i mean i think he's just he's like a younger person i think like do you guys know much about him or no no way with the way he tweets he's like 18 no, I mean, I think yeah, he's like 65. Well, Michael, we don't know him. We don't, like we in don't, his 20s. yeah, we don't know him really that well, but he isn't, he's not like younger in the sense of like, he's not like a teenager, but he's in his, I think he's like, 
upper 20s, I think gotcha. is what he said. Like maybe That's 28 he or says. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, like a retired dude. So. But his account <laughs> won the lottery, lottery or something, and now he's just like chilling on his phone all day. Like, <laughs> you don't want Elwin released on you. That's, no, like, that's yeah, what you we, don't we want. have. He's, he's our he's I, our favorite account. Uh, I, don't have many, I don't have many accounts blocked, but Elwin's one of them. <laughs> yeah, same here. I I, I kind of am wondering what sparked that because he's I, he's, he's been blocked for like years, like over a year from the block button. It probably makes things better. <laughs> my, All right. Elwin. Maybe. Okay. Like my bit about Elwin is that it's not even it's not even like the the basketball rivalry where there's mutual respect or anything it's just it's just the things that he uses to try and like argue with you they're just stupid it's like the football rivalry it's just okay so by chance you were bad so we're gonna go ahead and say 94 yards whereas he, he's just like walmart wolverine which is it's like it's not even it's not even like <clears throat> real arguing it's just it's just, yeah that's it's hard it's like that blue blitz guy that's like that that blue whatever his name is the Medicare advice guy from oh, Michigan. Fuck, uh, yeah. Everything that you say, he will say 94 yards. And those people are the absolute worst. Like I yeah. even even will say that. Like God, those, those people are so annoying. Yeah. All right, we're moving on here. Um, this question is from Pastor Arch. He's and I quote, "Who the fuck is going to be Michigan State starting quarterback?" So we'll uh we'll, 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 we'll let the Michigan State fans uh, answer yeah, that. Okay, was the leader, uh, right? Or Rocky? I I, mean, I don't think Rocky's gonna be the leader. I mean he's he's technically a leader, but he's not the best quarterback <laughs> on the team. Uh, I I personally have been on the Theo Day bandwagon for a while. Um, I know a lot of people like uh, Peyton Thorne just because he's younger and he has a he has a relationship with Jaden Reed, who's one of the good young receivers on the team. Um, I think I think it's going to be between Thorne and Day, and I think that the coaching staff is going to keep Rocky in the race till the end, just for the sake of having like that leader like pushing the young guys. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough to say just because of the new like regime, uh, the regime change. Because if it was D'Antonio, it was a, like a hundred percent gonna be Rocky, I think, just because that's how it works with under D'Antonio. But I think, yeah, I'll, I'll go with what Connor said, just because there's just more talent there, more potential, and like Rocky had the uh, the John O'Corn trajectory where it was like, oh, you had you. A amazing game against Purdue, who's ranked like 129th in pass defense. Yeah. And then people just kept using that for too long, I think. Whereas, like, sooner or later, it's like you're throwing 40%. You're yeah. you're just not. It's just it's kind of time to be done with that that uh that experiment, in my opinion. But it's hard to tell because he's the oldest and he has the most experience. But I don't know. That was that was something to say, but I'll go with what Connor said just because he's more in that kind of area. All right, Connor, this one's for you. This is from Zanja. For this is from Zanjo. <laughs> Why are you such a blue check mark douche? Um, <laughs> something happens when you get that blue check mark. Your whole demeanor changes. Uh, you shut people out that have been in your life forever. Uh, friends, <laughs> close friends, family. You you stop calling your family members. Um. <laughs> you know, Sab can attest to this. I think I think I stopped talking to Sab after I got the blue check mark. Um, yeah, we all follow each other for a hot sack. Was... <laughs> we had a falling out like for I think it was 24 hours. 
Um, but yeah, Zanjo Zanjo loves that. He loves pushing that blue check. He's so against blue check marks that I think that someone hurt him, and we should probably check on him. I'm, I'm a little worried about Zanjo. <laughs> well, Connor, haven't you haven't you been verified for quite a while now though? I've had it for like three years. Yeah, that's he's, what I thought. He's just now started saying this. I never asked to be verified. Let me get this. Let yeah. me get this. Like, let me set the record straight here. I did not apply calls to are be made. verified. Yeah, calls were made on <laughs> calls my behalf. They yeah. were not made by me. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, it it just happened. I woke up one morning. My boss is like, "Hey, check your Twitter." And I looked, and I was like, "Oh, great! Now people are gonna give me shit. Like, hey, why are you verified? You have two thousand followers." So, um, yeah, uh, I'm a douche because I have the blue check mark. It just happens, you know. Just happens. I think someone in the group chat told me the other day that I just started writing for uh, fan sided just to get the blue check mark. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, uh, number one, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't get the blue check mark anyways because I'm a fan account and like I'm not if I was like a like with my name and like in a personal account I might but I don't think that that's gonna happen so I think uh, that, uh, you don't know that the cop that arrested Zanjo in 2014 was <laughs> verified on Twitter uh, that's why he has such a that's what hurt him blue check mark <laughs> that that police report thing is so funny like every time I see it on my timeline and I read it I just die laughing. It's it's the most Zanjo story of all Zanjo stories, I think. He was a solid hundred miles from Ann Arbor too. Like I don't know what. Like even if you're like blackout drunk, I feel like you you still know that you are not in the same location as like somewhere else that you're trying to go. Like was, like remotely close. What was the quote in there about like the the officer asked him how much he drank? What did he say? He said a fuck ton. It's quoted in the police report. Yes. <laughs> That's part of it. That is uh, where it says a victim and it just says society. <laughs> <laughs> that, that pretty much describes his life. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. This one's from Quentin Cole. Um, he said, if Michigan State and Michigan did not exist, who would you be? Who, who would be your favorite college team and why? So we can all answer this really quickly if, if we want to. Um, Ryan. So I know that I mentioned before that my mom went to Western. And I actually have like a Western jersey and I've been to a few of their games. Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan first, but if they didn't, if they didn't exist, I'd have to go with Western. Um, wow. I, yeah, I'm going to go with <sighs> Toledo would be too easy of an answer. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with USC. Um, I don't have a reason for that. I I used to play with USC all the time. Um, in NCAA football um, back when that was a thing. So I'm going to go with USC. Yeah, I, I like to admit this, but uh, I spent uh, first like three and a half, four years of my life uh, in the Gainesville area. So even though like I absolutely uh, despise Florida now, I think that like Michigan completely didn't exist. I'd probably end up being a Florida fan. The Rick route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd probably oh yeah you can go I'll go okay real quick but like I'd probably end up just being an Eastern Michigan fan because that's like closest nice. for me you know location I was born right by the field basically there's a hospital by EMU and I was born there so there's that either that or UCLA sorry Max that's no, alright you know I'm I'm gonna be a junior in high school this year and if I don't 
Like UCA is like my second school after U of M. So probably your, not. Your hypothetical favorite team does not offend me for my hypothetical. Yeah, you're, <laughs> so. You said USC. <laughs> no, hypothetical rivals. <laughs> yeah. Rose Bowl. Well, I'll say this. I was born in Arizona, so maybe I'll just go Arizona State so we can just steal Ooh. five stars from Michigan. No. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Michigan wouldn't exist. Uh, that's true. Get some shirt. Corks on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, are you the only one who has an answer? Or no, Connor has no, an answer. Sam no, I, I have an answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm already losing track. <laughs> you go first. Uh, it'd be Indiana for me. Like every, All my family members. It's like Indiana. Mm base for sure okay i'd go florida state probably why florida state i went to florida for the outback bowl when michigan state played georgia and we stayed with my dad's friends whose daughters went to florida state and we got to like hang out with florida state people and they were like really chill and i always and he had had a good time he had a good time florida made it they made it seem like Florida was the Michigan of that state, and Florida State was like Michigan State, like they were the underdog. So I like that. Nice. Ryan, did you answer yet or no? I forget. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you were the first one. Okay, cool. Uh, last question. This is kind of the more serious one. Um, this is for Sav and Connor both, if you guys want to answer. Um, this is from GoBlue18-16-3. He said, how do Michigan State fans see the future of the rivalry in basketball um, over the next couple of years? And, like, how do you how do you view, um, you know, the current state of Michigan basketball? I would say I, I talked about this on the pod the other day with uh, Don. So whenever it's going to come out, you guys can hear it. But. I, I said that it all depends on, you know, Juwan Howard, like how how are these next couple of years going to go? You know, if he keeps trending in the right direction, um, he could potentially have the kind of success that, you know, Izzo has been seeing lately. And then if Izzo retires, he could potentially take the top spot in the state. But I think that the rivalry is always going to be intense, especially if Izzo hires, you know, one of his assistants or someone that's close to the program keeps that momentum going. Um, I just I think it's going to be you know, a heated rivalry. I think it's going to be probably better than the football rivalry for the next decade or so. But like right now, Michigan basketball is obviously a good team. Uh, you take a hit when you lose beeline, but they're trending in the right direction. And this is a big year for him to kind of prove that he didn't just win because he had beelines players. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to say with Jawan just because, um, well, I've actually last year with a lot, there was Michigan had some really good heights. Um, and I've been like a Xavier Simpson. Like if you go back, like I'm not a Xavier Simpson hater. I like him a lot and I've liked him for a couple of years. I just thought Cassius was better. Um, but I think that like what he brought to the table last year was like, you know, just like the epitome of a senior leader and the, and the most like important position. So a lot of, I feel like, that with him being on the team, it's tough to say exactly what Jawan is as a coach. Cause I think that like, he's definitely a better than what we thought he was going to be to start for sure. As like an X's and O coach. But at the same time, it's like, I think there's some things that possibly the point guard position could have masked that we don't really know. So it's hard to say. And then also with the, his recruiting, um, it's definitely good for sure, but at the same time, it's not, um, 
really calculated in my opinion. It's like, kind of like, I'm just want to, here's the, let's offer all these people and we're going to get good talent, but it's just like with Beeline, it was like, there was a system. It's hard to say. So I think like the, the, um, the ceiling for Michigan and Michigan state for the next five, 10 years is, is really high, but it's like, and I would probably go a little bit lower for Michigan just because Izzo is like tried and true. And I think that he has a lot more coaching in him than like people think, cause it's just not as um, tough of a job as football. Like you see football coaches retire before 70 and stuff more, more often than not, but with basketball, like he's considerably younger than some of the other coaches you see a lot. So like, I would give the edge to Michigan State, and I think that Michigan's floor is really high. I will say that. I think their floor is really high, and I think their ceiling is also high. But, like, I don't know. I would give the edge to Michigan State. I think it would be, like, a, it would be back and forth um, for sure. But, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to say. It's one mm-hmm. year in, um, and I think that next year, and I think that that is the biggest issue for me is the point guard position for Michigan next year. That's it, just in case, like, it will probably come up later. But um, I think they'll like be like a contender every three years. I would say maybe if that makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's that's kind of what Michigan say is maybe it's like every two years prior to this last couple of run. That's kind of what it was for them. Um, I don't know. That was kind of a mess what I just said, but it's no, no. I it's just I, it's hard I, to say because like how, how they could go so many ways for Jawan. It can go so many different ways. Is this up 65? I think he's 65. So I would say max, like, I'm saying the word max, not your name. Uh, I, I got it. Like, that would be on the, <laughs> the best end would be like 10 years would be like the best case scenario. And then I would say five minimum is what I would say. Yeah, I could definitely so, see him going to 75 because like K, I think is like 73 right now. And he has at and, least and, and him so and so Kay and, and Bayheim are the two that are like that old that's kind of what and I would put him in that kind of I mean he's not in case echelon but he's just kind of like one of those kind of guys come from the um same. yeah like you know just like that's kind of he's just like a lesser version of Kay and that's how long Kay has lasted and it doesn't seem like he's like no talks of retiring like don't really come up that often like there may be it's not like, oh, it's happening this year. That doesn't really happen with him. And so I think that, like, I don't know. It just depends on how well he succeeds, too, is on the next few years. That that will determine it, too. But I would just say, yeah, edge to Michigan State, it will be a good rivalry. It will be, like, I would put it at, like, 55-45, if that gotcha. makes sense. I, I don't really know how that would work out in terms of wins and losses, but that's kind of what I would say. And I want and and I agree with everything you said. I'll push back a little bit on recruiting um, about like kind of him not having a plan. Um, I think that that's fair to say if you go back like probably last year. But it seems like with this 2021 class, um, it was more calculated to get some lower ranked um, foundational pieces first and then yeah, to go true. stargazing uh, late, um, you know, with. You know, they got Will Cheddar, uh, Isaiah Barnes, Kobe Bufkin. Um, I mean, those were those were three takes. Of, you know, those people, those were people all ranked outside the top 80. Uh, so it seemed like uh, it, it almost seemed Bufkin, like. Isn't Bufkin like 76? Okay, so they were three people all ranked outside the top 70. Um, um, so it, it just seemed like he didn't want to get burned again. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think I, the Michigan fans and even you guys will agree with this. I think the Josh Christopher thing was 
it burned Michigan bad. Like I think they had him penciled in and um, that, that really hurt them. So I think he just didn't want to get to that point again. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's totally fair. I, and like uh, cheddar and, uh, and Barnes especially fit that mold. And he, he has a really good baseline so far right now. And then even um, Collins, Frankie right? Collins. And so I, 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 I will take back what I said a little bit, but I still think that like the net is so huge compared to most other coaches. Like yeah. the next, it's like 20 more than the next guy in the past yeah. two years in terms of recruits. <laughs> so that's just what I mean. It's like, he's clearly having a wide net to get the low, the high yeah. floor. And this, what he's doing is he's, the floor is high. But sure. then at the same time, I think that like, that doesn't necessarily mean that the ceiling is super high compared to directly to beeline. Cause I think mm-hmm. that, his was like so calculated. It was like, oh, this guy is the 100, you know, 10 recruit or whatever. But he is like the six. He's like six seven, like has the pro builds. You know what I yep. mean? Like he he was he was getting those guys left and right. Um, and that's just kind of what I meant by that. Like the height might necessarily be like beeline. That's mainly what my main point. For was. sure. But we, and we've talked about that. I think me and Justin have talked about this privately before, but what you said about the point guard spot is completely accurate because mm-hmm. uh, Michigan fans were very, very surprised and pleased with uh, the offensive efficiency last year because, you know, losing liver. I mean, there's a stat that we bring up all the time that Michigan led the big 10 field goal percentage last year. And it, um, it seemed like every game we watched Michigan play, even when they were shooting terrible, it was like they got an open look literally every single trip down the floor. So um, X's and O's and offensive ex- execution. I don't know if that was a Juwan thing or, or a Xavier Simpson thing, but I guess we're going to find out this year. Yep. All right, cool. So that was all the questions. Um, we're going to do a – we're already like deep into this podcast right now. So uh, we're just going to end it. What we're going to do is we're going to do a draft. Um, we're right. going to, what's that? Is that okay? Oh, okay. Sorry. We're going to do a draft. Um, what we've done is we've broken it up into three teams. So me and Justin are going to have a team. Sav and Connor are going to have a team. And then Ryan and Jacob are going to have a team. What we're doing is we're drafting all current Michigan and Michigan state players. And then we're going to throw in, would you guys want to do like five current players and then like the six man be a draft or be a, a recruit? Was, does that sound good? Yeah. That works. Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. So, yeah, so we're going to have a six man team then. So we'll have like five starters in a bench and then we'll tweet it out later to see what um, uh, what team wins or what, you know, who has the best team and stuff like that. Um, the order for the draft, which I tweeted out earlier, um, trying to get a trying to get a um, who drafts first. It's Connor and Sav are going to draft first. And then me and Justin are going to draft second. Ryan Jacobs is going to gra- draft third. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, this is this goes for every current player um, who's on an, the active roster for Michigan or Michigan State. Are we we're gonna Are we gonna snake it or no? That makes sense. Why wouldn't I we? say snake it? Yeah. All right. Cool. So we're gonna snake it. So Sav and Connor, first overall pick. Who would you go with? Take it away, so you guys can you guys can talk it through. That's, that's oh, the, we, that's we, I think we already came to yeah. Okay, this actually I thought we were second. I for, for some reason I thought we were second. Uh, you can go. We so, can go with uh, who you thought was going to be first then. Well, I think this would work anyway. Um, and, and this is not from the this is 
strictly because of the drafting, not because this is necessarily the best player. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think this is the weakest overall position for both teams. And I, I would go, I think we, we decided we're going with Rocket at the one gotcha. just because the wings are, I was going to say everything, but that's what we're doing. We're doing Rocket number mm-hmm. one. And that's just because we think it's the, uh, the weakest position compared gotcha. to, you know, the, from depth for our perspective. Yep. Justin, we did not pre-plan this at all. So um, <laughs> do you want to, I mean, I kind of want to go Franz at the three here. I don't know what you have in mind. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the that's how you have to go. So friends of the three. Easy enough. Uh, I'm I'm jotting. I'm being a real nerd and jotting all these down right now. So. So yeah, we kind of had this a little bit pre-planned that we were gonna since, since we knew that we had the third pick, we were we were either gonna take Wagner, Livers, or Watts, whoever was the last one. We're, we just decided that we we're probably gonna take them, so we're just gonna go ahead and take Livers. Good call. And then you Next. guys have and then uh, the next one as snake. well. Snake. Um, oh yeah. Shoot. I feel like I like I, I kind of like the experience here with Lineford maybe Aaron Henry. Ooh. Henry. Okay. So so Henry at the three then right or at the two? Well I mean Henry's on. healthy. Lineford isn't. So I, would you take Jacob? Would you want to take Henry? Shoot, I'll take Henry. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go Henry. Perfect. All right, Justin. That's who I was going to go probably recommend. Um, I feel like we either need a point guard or a center here. Fresh Forest, we have to take Joey Hauser. What's that? I think because you're such a big fan of Fresh Forest, you have to take Joey Hauser. Is that who you want to take at to play the four? Yeah. Hmm. I like it. It's going to be <laughs> fucking stacked. Let's go. All right, Savin Connor. <laughs> Damn. That was that was our plan. Yeah. We were going <laughs> but we yeah. thought, I, for some reason we didn't have a backup second. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't have a backup plan because uh, I was like, oh well, the wings are so deep, and then you guys took literally every wing that we were. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all good. Um. I mean, okay. Langford would be good for experience, but I don't know, like health wise, that doesn't. I don't know if that really makes sense. Um. I mean, unless you you would be okay with well, picking. Why don't why don't we say this? I haven't weren't there reports out lately or something on Instagram that says like he's healthy right now? Yeah, I mean that's that last year too. Though. Right, let, let's years. say for the sake of the pod, Josh Langford is 100% healthy. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, and then let's are we saying uh, are we gonna assume uh, Brown is eligible too? Let's are assume Shawnee Brown has the waiver. Yep. Okay. All right, that changed. I mean, I would say. I mean, the potential for sure, like you get the, the best backcourt right there if you have everybody healthy. Uh, and that can go a long way. So what are you thinking, Connor? Take Langford? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. And then you guys pick again. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can take any... both. <laughs> do we have – we don't have – what? I said, what, what are you thinking? Um – Three through five, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so the many guys you can pick off fours, potential. It's like the all best potential. Three right are taken. Yeah, yeah. The best three fours are already taken. So. Uh, I mean, it would have to be like a younger guy. Um, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like the five, and I'm thinking like Dickinson, Sissoko, and 
I don't know. Is is Austin Davis still playing? Is he like yep, still? Yeah. yeah, he has one more year. You know what? I'm gonna, in my opinion, for the five, Connor. Mm. I think right off the bat, I think uh, because he's so raw, I wouldn't go Sissoko. I think that's uh-huh. something you gotta. You, we need to see more of him. I mean, like just yeah. because he's so just such a and raw you prospect versus yeah, you Dickinson, can't Dickinson at the five. Anything. Well, I was going to say, actually, Dickinson is, he's a little less raw. Like, he's, he's, yeah. it's tough to say just because they're, they haven't played anything yet, but his skill level is a little bit higher. Than, I mean, it's definitely higher than Sissoko. I think, yeah, Dickinson now. definitely has a better chance to start for Michigan this year than Sissoko does for State. So, I mean, I'd be good with, with taking Dickinson here. Because I don't like Michigan State's five at all. And you know this. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying yeah. that. But you, it, it can either be, it can also be Bingham. I don't know. See that's that scares me because I don't know if I trust him. <laughs> I would say I would say go uh, Dickinson here. I mean, Bingham's got All experience. Right, uh, Justin, that's who I was gonna take yeah, uh, so we're going next. To um, since we have Sissoko or Davis left at the at the five, I don't really have a preference between either one of those. So I feel like we need to snag a point guard right here. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's either Brooks or or Smith. Yeah. Um. Pro- probably Smith, right? Yeah, probably Smith. Let's go with Mike Smith. All right, easy enough. Do you have another? Or are we up now? No, you, right, guys are, so you guys have two here. Do we, do we have to take? Honestly, do we have to take Jackson? Because we need a point guard now. Um, yeah, but they're not gonna take anymore. So yeah, we have two picks. Point. We have two so, picks. So. Yeah, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense to pick a point guard because they're not gonna do it again because the sixth man is the 2021 guy. So. Well, you guys can always take a 2021 guy here too. Yeah, but I'm kind of liking the spacing that we have here so far. And to be honest, I would, in my opinion, I would take Sean D. Brown for Oof. the leadership and for the the fact that he he's like a he's a decent defender and he can create his own shot and he's a good shooter. Uh, I would take him. Here's the problem, though. Didn't we pick Laneford, Henry, and Livers, though? That's all. No, no they have Langford. Sav and Connor have Oh, Langford. I forgot. Oh, yeah, we were considering. Okay, we can draft so, Shondi. So, Shondi would be you guys' two, then? Yeah. yeah, he's our two. All right, cool. And then now we're down to the center of the point guard, or the 2021 guy. And it's looking like we already know who our point guard's going to be because they're not going to draft another one. So, I'd say sure. that we'd try and take the best of the centers of the 2021 guys. Well, then we might be stuck with a lawyer. I don't want to be stuck with a lawyer. No, there, no you guys, there's going to be enough people here, I, don't, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have enough people anyway. So, so we're we going to take like Bingham? Max Christie, or we can take Bingham or Davis. I, I think really we could take Christie. No. Yeah, I'd take Christie because the difference between Bingham and Davis is not that much. He's a five-star recruit, so. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead All and take right. Max Christie. Justin, I feel like so shooting guard. They both have shooting guard. Uh, I feel like we need to get a center here, unless you're thinking otherwise. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm cool. Grabbing, grab center. So the experience with Davis or the raw athleticism of Sissoko? Um, I I, I would take Sissoko just because like I would too. I agree. It, if you're like, you know, if you're playing a real game, like you can't realistically play Austin Davis for more than like 15 minutes. Exactly. You know, Soko probably struggle a little bit. You can at least like play him for a reasonable amount of time. So I, I agree. Soko. Yep, agreed. All right, Savin Connor. 
What are you thinking here? Three or four? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's more or less that's pretty similar position. Um, I, I but we have good shooting. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you got? I mean, from state alone, I was thinking, did someone pick Bingham already? Nope. So nope. I was thinking either Bingham or uh, Malik Hall from state. But I'd, I'd have to look. I don't know. I don't know what the feeling on John's is. I would. Uh, oh, yeah. John's is. Forgot That's about a John's. tough one. Yeah. But he was better than Hall. He was better than both of them last year, in my opinion. Um, but, but I think Hall has a lot. Of, yeah, I was going to say, I think Hall has the best potential. But I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, we're getting, we're getting big to the at straight. the four, and you can have a huge, huge post, just like a lanky. <laughs> like, I don't know. Bingham it, did shut down uh, Coburn yeah, pretty good. Yeah. But, dude, his offense was so horrible last year. But he's having a great summer, apparently. You know? He's had a I lot of good summers. <laughs> I don't know. This is up to you. This is a toss-up. I put two names out there. I mean, we got to pick two in a row anyways. But we have the height already. We have a seven-footer, and he's about I – w- I would <laughs> – this is not good. Uh <laughs> And who are the Michigan recruits? Why didn't we get a five-star yet? What's up with that? Why can't we go? <laughs> hey, hey, we can. Call, we calls have been made, right? It's, 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 it, we're trending, okay? No, we so uh, your Michigan recruits for the 2021 class would be Frankie Collins, Kobe Bufkin, Isaiah Barnes, and Will Cheddar. And, uh, and, and Lucia Lucia State totally does Cheddar. Pierre Brooks and Jade Nakins. Yeah, so like I wouldn't go with any of them over – a guy that's played so yeah. far. Uh, Max Christie was pretty much the only one that I would have <laughs> taken early. Um, I don't know, like, Connor, you you go for it. I know you. I know you're a Bingham guy. Just say it. Just <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it because I can't. I don't want. To, I don't want to be too many Michigan State guys. I feel like. Nah, don't worry about it. Who cares? Oh man, we've been on this call long enough. Dude, yeah. Okay. All, right. All right, let's go Bingham. Let's go Bingham. So Bingham at the four, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, and then lat what's or and then you guys have one more. Oh fuck, I forgot you're snaking. Uh, <laughs> and probably so you guys John's have a small forward and then the recruit. Okay. Yeah, and I would probably go John's just be, and what I would go with just because I think he's a little more versatile and like he had his flashes for sure. Mm. Um, and he's the only. Dude, I don't even know. Like, I'm looking at the rosters, and like, we're scraping. Yeah, yeah, it's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, John, John's um, can. Be oh, actually, for... Gabe, Gabe or Johns. What Ooh. are you thinking? Ooh, is this right. for? Is this for your three? This yeah. for three. This is three. It would be Johns or Gabe. I think they're the best options. So I mean, less. Johns is more of a four. But, yeah, I mean, he he can he can play three though. He can play the three. You get a, a, a three. We need a shooter. We need another shooter. But Johns had Johns a big and and. Uh, I think Gabe has a better potential for three um, yeah. as like a volume guy, but like their numbers are pretty similar for three um, in conference last year. But let's, I don't know. let's go Gabe. Let's go Gabe. Let's go Gabe. Right. Get that that one through three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Michigan State team. <laughs> uh, Justin, <laughs> I don't we trying to be. We were trying. To I don't be. think we have a choice here for shooting guard. I feel like we have to. Like Brooks is by far the best name available. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping that uh, Gabe would fall to us, but I guess, yeah, you got to take Eli Brooks at this point. Yeah. 
All right. And then, right, so, so Ryan and Jacob, you guys need a point guard and then your center. And then so you guys are good. In a row. And so I, I guess I we're think picking Jackson, right? Yeah. So Zeb Jackson would by far be my pick for point guard because I, okay. I like him a lot better than anyone else at the position because Michigan is not very deep at the point guard this Just year. Australia do surfboard. And oh, he's gosh. and he's like he's like <laughs> six foot. He's listed like six four, but he looks he's, like he's six six. He looks like yeah, he's right he's up there huge. with T Will. So he's a he's a big guy. So I'm gonna go ahead and go Zeb Jackson. So, and then are you guys are you guys going Davis at center? Want Davis center. Wait, hold on, hold on. So we've been talking on the pod a lot about normalizing Brandon Johns at the five, and honestly, that would give us the best spacing of all the teams. Did John get Johns picked? At the five. No, Johns hasn't gotten picked yet. Oh, he picked did yet. get picked. No, nope. he's a little undersized though, right? He's yeah, but he's that's... a little undersized, but so is Tillman. That is true, but like. They have different I think, skills. I think that if you want great spacing and you have Liver and Henry, if, who if it was me and, if it was me and Justin drafting here, I can tell you right now we would one hundred. It's air the three pointer. Let's just why not pick shots. All right, yeah, so we're Justin, what, who's our recruit? Five. Um, probably. I mean, we have Smith and Brooks, so it's not like we need any like point guard help. I feel like we need to take. Like either Buffkin or yeah, either Buffkin or like Brooks here, Brooks. Um, because we don't need Aikens, we don't need Collins, and we're not gonna take Cheddar or Barnes. So I feel like it would be Kobe Buffkin or or uh, Pierre Brooks. Let's take Buffkin. All right, easy enough. And then Savin Connors, 2021 guy. So it's between Collins and Aikens, basically. Or Brooks. Brooks. Or Brooks. Or Chatter. You can always say Will Chatter. Uh, Sav, I, I don't really follow recruiting as much as Sav does, maybe. I, you tell me who you like the most Ooh. out of those three. Uh, personally, I like the Aikens the best out of anybody. Yeah. Um, and I think his kids is – I'm actually both of them, Collins and Aikens, are pretty athletic. But I just like Aikens uh, – shooting a little bit more okay for this cool. team so Savin connor's team rocket lankford <laughs> gabe bingham hunt or hunter dickinson and then akins it's not bad and then me and justin we have uh mike smith eli brooks franz wagner joey hauser maddie sissoko and kobe buffkin and then the um versus everyone team. team is zeb jackson shawnee brown aaron henry livers johns and max christie i feel like these are pretty damn even yeah yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I was worried about ours for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, for some reason, I thought we were going second, and I had, like, this grand plan for the snake. But then, <laughs> it at, like, close. then we went first. I'm like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> the, the wing position is, like, probably the, the easily the strength of these two teams. Yeah. For um, sure. Like, for, for talent. And then you guys got, like, was it Franz Livers, Henry, and Hauser all went off the board before we could get, get any of them? And like, yeah, you guys are a little bit iffy at wing. I'm not gonna lie. You guys have probably the Lankford, best guards, but your wing play is is, is a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, well, we are like calling. we're like an hour and a half deep into this right now. We should probably. Is everyone cool to wrap this up? Anyone have anything else to say? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Good with it. All right, Thanks Sav, time, guys. Connor. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us. We should do it again. Yeah, it's been an honor. All right. See you guys. We appreciate it. See you guys.